Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wonder Podcast, where we seek to democratize and demystify holistic wellness practices by speaking with today's leading practitioners. Today's episode is going to be a little different because there is no leading practitioner, unless you count me. It's just me with a microphone in my home in what might be the first time ever that I'm here alone. Um, And I thought this morning, oh, wow. Like I have the house to myself. It's just me and my cat. Maybe I could do some yoga. I could do a long meditation, some journaling, all in the span of 30 minutes before I have to actually get to my computer. Um, But then I thought, you know, I'm really working on being able to just put things out in the world without being so practiced. Um, Hello, my Virgo moons out there. (laughs) Um, Without being so much of a perfectionist about what I do and how I do it or how it's going to be received. So the only note I gave myself for this talk is you're in review and you're ahead. Uh, So I'm nervous. (laughs) I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how long it's going to be. But I guess I'd like to start with my first note, you're in review. So uh, where do I start? My my birth? (laughs) It was a nice spring morning. Just kidding. (laughs) I'll start with this podcast. This podcast started a little over a year ago in the midst of the pandemic when we are still trying to figure out how long this was going to last. You know, not only how long was it going to last, but we were a couple months in and we we're like, oh, we were all coming to realization that this we might be here for the long haul. Um, personally, I, I was going through um, a couple traumatic experiences in addition to the pandemic And I really felt that I had to, oh, hello, cat. I really felt that I had to really, you know, get deep into my practices, my meditation, my yoga, my journaling, my tarot. And I also felt really grateful, obviously not grateful for the circumstances, but grateful that my life led me to this place where I had all these tools available to me. Um, And I started to think, you know, how much better it would be for others if they also had these tools. And I also felt really lucky to have access and these contacts with these wonderful practitioners that I could, you know, dial up anytime I wanted to or read their work or watch their YouTube channel. And I also wanted to share their work, their voice, because maybe there are people out there that didn't connect to my practices of yoga and meditation and you know, tarot and journaling, and they wanted to know more about, mm, I don't know, like Reiki, which I don't have as much um, study in. So I started just chatting with people. And the um, podcast started as um, the name was finding solid ground because (laughs) that's what I felt like I personally really needed. Like I wanted to feel the ground at my feet because the whole world or the world around me felt like it was just knocking me around and I wanted to be feel rooted and grounded. And it was all, it was kind of like a Hail Mary pass. Like maybe (laughs) I pray if I do these practices you know, I'll get there. I will I'll at least feel solid in my body and 
and that was my hope for for listeners. So we started with our first um, guest, which is um, which was Misty Buck, and I currently work with her on an, on her projects. And we just wanted to talk about being engaged in in our lives, like fully present for our circumstances, because something I truly believe is that we can't change anything if we don't accept exactly where we are. And in the year of hosting this podcast, it's something that practitioners and guests would reiterate to me again and again. You have to be there for it. You have to be present for it. You can't change things that you can't see. You can't change things that you're avoiding. You can't change things that you don't know, you know? And it brings me back to when I first started teaching private yoga clients. And I was kind of Pollyanna about it. You know, I would <laughs> I would walk into a person's house, you know, and I would think this person has called me with a very specific reason. You know, maybe they want to lose weight. Maybe they want to feel more peaceful. Maybe they want to be more engaged with their children or they want to, you know, improve their health in some way. But more often than not, I would walk into someone's house and I would ask the, the loaded question, uh, what is it that you want yoga to do for you? And, you know, I would, I would watch this person just, you know, try really hard to answer this question and we'd sit for a couple minutes, a couple breaths, and they would finally say, ah, I don't know. <laughs> and that used to really freak me out when I first started teaching. Um, but with time, I realized that we would learn. We would learn what it is that they were trying to improve. Um, often that was just you know, getting to the question, you know, they were practicing yoga and meditation to be able to answer that question. What is it that I want? What is it that I want in this life? What is it that I'm, I'm not feeling right now that I wish I would? Um, and that's kind of how I feel about the podcast. You know, it started as one thing, finding solid ground, right? And then it slowly evolved into this other thing, and that was because of the guests that came on that that carried the conversation, that changed the conversation with each um, piece of wisdom that they shared. It came from the audience, you listeners, letting me know I really connected with this or this really changed me or this is a practice that I now love or just this is what I'm going through in my life and I think this might help. So <laughs> I guess it's an evolution. Um, it's a practice in faith, um, and I'm just really grateful that it's gone on this long and I, that I've had the opportunity to, to now not only speak more in depth with practitioners and guests that I know personally or professionally, but also that I've gotten the opportunity to speak with guests that I wouldn't have otherwise spoken to. Um, it's kind of a great <laughs> excuse to be able to call up, you know, a, a famous author or something and be like, hey, I have a podcast. I would love to promote your work. Would you love to, would you like to come on? You know, I, I don't have <laughs> any other reason. I guess you could reach out to like a famous person and be like, I just love you. You want to chat? 
Um, <laughs> but more than likely, they probably, not because they're like terrible people or anything, but maybe they just don't have the time and that's okay because, you know, we all have our boundaries and we all know what we are able to do and not able to do so that we could do the work that we're really meant to do in the world. Um, but also through this podcast, I realized, well, a couple things. I've realized that um, some of my gifts I've put on the back burner um, when I decided to become a yoga teacher because, you know, culture here, Western culture and social media especially, kind of forces us to believe that we're this one thing, right? Like if we're all brands or brands either of ourselves or for our company, then we could only be one thing, right? Everybody says the the niche, so find the niche, right? So if I was going to be a yoga teacher and maybe a meditation teacher, then I was only the this thing, right? I was this, you know, wellness coach if I wanted to embody both. But I couldn't uh, promote my other gifts. I couldn't, or I felt like I couldn't explore my other gifts or honor my other gifts. Um, and with the beginning of Wild Wonder, I I wanted to create this kind of umbrella for all of it. Like the podcast helped me to explore, you know, my journalistic side, which is instinctual, but it's also, you know, I'm a professionally trained journalist also. Um, and I, I was able to explore that. Going back to the beginning of Wild Wonder, which um, we established in, I believe, October of 2019. I'm terrible with dates, so I know it was 2019. It may not be October, but <laughs> I know it was in the fall. And we had just, and by we, I say me and my partner had just um, hosted a wellness retreat, a family yoga wellness retreat in Sasso Marconi next to um, Bologna, Italy. And it went really well. And we thought, wow, like if we could do this all the time, right? <laughs> I really love being able to host families and being able to teach children and adults and really seeing them like light up and reconnect with each other. If we could do this at least more often, that would, you know, that would just blow my heart wide open. So, so that's what we did. We worked on launching the website and, um, you know, signing up with uh, retreat hosts around the world. And we had some trainings coming up for the year. And then guess what? <laughs> 2020 happened. The pandemic hit. So essentially, we started a travel company just before a pandemic. Um, so talk about major pivots. <laughs> we, it was it was one of those things that we couldn't avoid, but we we stayed in um, in what was happening. I'm more Pollyannish about the whole thing. So I kept thinking, no, it's going to be fine. Like this, this is just, you know, temporary setback. You know, don't worry. We'll be able to hit our summer retreats. Um, and we all know how that went. So <laughs> summer came and went. We're still, we were still in the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. Um, and we just had to, you know, dig our heels in and rethink this whole thing. So I just, like many people, I thought I'm just gonna put everything online, right? <laughs> so I started teaching a lot of my classes 
on YouTube, I was teaching um, clients, you know, via Crowdcast. And luckily, um, a couple corporate partners reached out and I was able to teach for them, which, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you is a blessing, um, not just financially, but um, also mentally and emotionally to be able to like, uh, to know that my work was still valuable at a time when uh, a lot of our work was being taken away. Um, and that's something I've really had to come to terms with, even though my work wasn't taken from me right away. The way I did work was and how I saw myself in that work really started to change as I think it did for a lot of us. And the conversation we had not only in the podcast, but um, me with myself was, you know, if, I, if I'm not, you know, a yoga teacher, if I'm not a meditation teacher, if I'm not this uh, wellness business owner, then who am I, right? <laughs> I think that's been the big question for all of us over the last two, year, two years, like, who am I? What do I value? Am I still a person in this world if I am unable to contribute? I'm getting a little choked up just thinking about that because also, oh, man, how selfish, right? Um, there's so many people in the world that can't or are, una are unable to contribute economically to our society and what we do when we say that people are valuable only according to what they can contribute, what we're saying, sorry, <laughs> you know, moon cycles and such, um, what we're saying is that they don't hold value in our society. So value, you know, how do we know our own worth in a society that's telling us that we are only valuable by what we can contribute, by what we can produce? What if that's all bullshit? You know what? It is all bullshit. So I'm going to take a deep breath. And we're going to continue, but I don't want you to, well, I, I mean, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> Who am I? But I, I hope that you um, have considered that question for yourself or will consider that question for yourself. So, the the year ahead um so i was planning on talking about the year ahead um but i've also realized that over this year as a host of a podcast i've kind of hid behind the podcast and the role of host and not um expressed myself or shared about myself um as as much as maybe I could. I don't like the word should necessarily. And there's there's 
two reasons for that. The first is I'm, I'm a private person. Um, and that's different from secretive. Like I'm not hiding things on purpose because I think something might happen if I like put myself out in the world. I think that's different. Not that there's anything wrong if you're working through that. It's just um, I prefer to move through some of the things I'm going through in private. And then when I get to a place where I feel like I understand them, at least understand them, then I'm able to share them. Now, obviously, there's a catch because, again, Virgo Moon, I will analyze and analyze and analyze, and I could always use the excuse that I can't share because I don't fully understand the thing that I'm going through. But do any of us really (laughs) understand anything completely about what we're going through? We might have, like, big revelations, but as I've discussed here on the podcast, you know, healing is a spiral. And we may overcome this first hurdle and then, you know, a couple of days, a couple of months, a couple of years down the line, we're faced with a close to the same thing, but we are different people um, facing this thing, right? We, we might be armed with um, better tools or just better awareness. So that's one reason I don't share as often as I could. And I guess the second reason, and it's also an excuse that I I say all the time, is that (laughs) I bore myself and other people are more interesting. Now, I recognize as I say that out loud that it's loaded, right? If I'm boring to myself, then who's going to find me interesting, right? Is Is the really what I'm saying. And that's also crap, right? (laughs) Hello, and welcome to my therapy session. You know, I started this as a year in review, but now we're all up in my brain. Um, But yeah, that's something I'm working on now, Um, being able to express myself just as I am and all my imperfections without editing, hence this off the seat, off the seat of my pants. Is that a thing? Uh, Anyway, this (laughs) impromptu podcast but also, yeah, it's something I'm working on in the coming year to be more authentic to myself and with others and to be able to express without editing and without, I mean, not without fear. We're always going to have fear on the things that really like freak us out, but (laughs) without so much anxiety around it. So with that in mind, I'll share a little bit about myself. I am first-generation American. I guess that's how you state that. In other words, my parents were refugees, are refugees from Cuba, and I was the first person born in the States. Um, So I've always straddled that divide um, where I'm not considered fully American to, at least growing up, to the American groups Um, just to really simplify and make it really binary. And I haven't felt accepted in the Cuban groups because I'm not fully Cuban, right? I wasn't born there. So I've always felt a little between, and I've always told myself that the blessing of that is the ability to see 
both worlds really be able to like pan out and understand um, both sides or understand the whole a little better because I'm not um, embedded in, in any one group. Um, I grew up in Miami. I finished my undergraduate in Valencia, Spain, um, which I loved. So that was a real turning point in my life because it was the first time that I really traveled by myself. I mean, I traveled there to go to school, so that was kind of comforting. But while in the country, I traveled on my own. And I remember being on a train from Madrid to Granada and thinking, or the other way around, from Granada to Madrid and thinking, wow. Like kind of like, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of seeing yourself from outside of yourself for a moment to be able to like think of yourself as if I was a passenger sitting next to myself on this train. I would think this is an independent woman. She can do all kinds of things. And I think that was the first realization of, you know, I, I am sovereign, you know, I'm not just my father's daughter. I'm not just a sister. I'm not just a friend. I'm not a student. I am, you know, a fully embodied person all on my own. And so that was, (laughs) I don't know why I went into that story, but it's one of those like flashpoints in a life that um, start to tell you about yourself. And then of course, you know, I came back to the States. I finished grad school. I did my undergrad in journalism. And after a few twists and turns, I did my master's degree um, and graduated early with a master's in music and performing arts management, um, thinking that I would work like for Disney or in the theater or something, but in comes the recession. (laughs) And none of that happened. Um, Now saying that, I always I want to like one day write a book about like my generation, which seems to be neither here nor there. We're not even given a proper name other than like older millennials, right? And we've had to endure so much. I mean, not any more than any other generation, obviously. Like we didn't like survive World War II or anything, but economically we've had to really come to terms with our own self-worth in a world that wasn't always welcoming to our, um, how do I say this, our, our talents, right? We're, we're trained, we're ready, we want to do all these things. And then it seems like every time we're ready to step out into the world to share these things, there's another twist, right? There's, there's well, even in elementary school, right? The AIDS epidemic, then we graduate college and there's a recession. We're like starting families or like, starting businesses and there's a pandemic like (laughs) where does it end um but i'm off on a tangent so yes i uh, (laughs) did the college thing um i let go of my dance dreams because i wanted to have a serious adult job in other words i wanted to make my parents proud like so many of us do you know it couldn't have been easy being young parents and being in a country you weren't born in and they made so many sacrifices to give me the best education, the best of everything. 
and I, you know, I just wanted to make them proud. So <laughs> I, I stopped being an artist of any kind and I was a dancer since I was four years old. And I went into the corporate world, specifically television because not for any great passion, but um, it was the most interesting job I could find in New York in the year of 2007. <laughs> and it was a great experience. I um, and until it wasn't right. Um, I ended up working in television for five years um, until, uh, you know, I, I had a child on my own and I was trying to, you know, nurse a child all night, be up at work all day. And I was working from, you know, 830 in the morning to eight o'clock at night. So and not seeing my child and not sleeping and not having proper nutrition or exercise or really a life at all. And one day I just collapsed in my grandmother's backyard who I was um, staying with and taking care of. She had dementia. So I know I mentioned this in another podcast, but um, so I was taking care of a newborn and a grandmother with dementia and I collapsed in the backyard and it wasn't due to any health I, I found out later it was not really any health reason for me to pass out but it was because of just overwhelm of this and not just physically this overwhelming feeling that i was not where i was supposed to be so long story short <laughs> i went into the office explained um what had happened and they treated me terribly um, so I resigned, uh, then and there, which was kind of hilarious in retrospect because, you know, in these corporate jobs, they, they are used to people doing absolutely anything to keep their job right. It's just like, we gave you the fancy schmancy name tag. You're like, you have a business card with this like network on it. And so when I walk in and say, I'm going to resign, Everybody kind of, well, not everybody. There's two HR ladies. They kind of froze and stared at me like deer in headlights. And they're like, um, okay. And they kind of didn't know what to do next. So they called corporate, <laughs> this like magical corporate in the sky. And they asked what to do. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, so I guess you um, can sign these papers. And they offered me um a little bit of money for resignation also not to talk about the company you know how that goes and <laughs> had the audacity to ask is there anything you want to finish up before you go and i said absolutely not so i handed them my work computer my badge and i walked out and i picked up my daughter from daycare and i went to the beach and i remember sitting there thinking I have no idea what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I am so happy I don't have to walk into that office. Um, so that brings me to another great revelation that, you know, office work or that kind of office work was not for me. Um, but then came morning and I realized that I had to provide for my child and I also had to, more importantly, provide for my own well-being so I'd be able to take care of my child and my grandmother and be able to like effectively do a job 
So I thought, um, okay, I'm a dancer. I like to move. That makes me happy. So I started, I started thinking like, what makes me happy? What will make me feel like me again? And I saw, I started searching online and then I thought, well, the only other place that I felt really peaceful and like in my own body is in a yoga class. So maybe there's something there. So I followed that thread and it brought me to yoga therapy. Um, So I started reading up on that. And then I found a local school in Coconut Grove and they did yoga teacher training and further down the road, yoga therapy. And I just walked in. I I didn't know what to expect really. I just, I I wanted to feel peace and I was was following that. You know, so I I sat on this couch in this little um, cottage surrounded by this beautiful garden And this lovely woman comes out and she starts telling me about the yoga teacher training. And I can't even tell you what she said because I just was sitting there with this overwhelming sense of peace. And I thought, this is it. Like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at this moment, at this time. So uh, sight unseen. I signed up for yoga teacher training and the rest is history. <laughs> you know, we could go on to how I started teaching children and then got into very many schools. Um, but maybe that's a story for another day. So that's a little bit about me and uh, my background. So I hope it helps you to get to know me a little better. It was also a great exercise for me in you know, being able to put myself out there without second guessing myself or without and without um, muting or editing. So if it not for you, then for me. <laughs> so let's get on with the year ahead. Where am I going? Where is Wild Wonder going? And short answer is I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm going to keep following the thread of, you know, my passions and my peace. And what I would really like to do is continue the book club, which we have on Patreon. I just, I just love it. I love books so, so much. And I think they could teach us so much about ourselves and about our world. And more importantly, they, they help us build empathy. And if we need anything in this world as it is right now, it's empathy. (laughs) So the Wild Wonder Book Club is, if you haven't heard about it before, we basically choose, and by we I mean me, um, but I'm open to suggestions. We have a new book each month um, from a different part of the world, and I try to focus on translated literary fiction um, from authors from marginalized communities. Um, In other words, voices that aren't part of the dominant Western narrative. And we have meetups uh, once a month. It's called Coffee, No Spoilers. And we have a private Discord group. And we just, oh, I also provide a ritual to go along with each uh, book, something that um, invokes, you know, the feeling of the book or helps us move through a specific theme or emotion of the book. 
for instance, when we are reading um, Learning to Talk to Plants or Aprender a Hablar con las Plantas, uh, we did a plant or a practice where we basically started to learn how to read auras by using the auric field of a plant. Um, and I really love that one. It was something I did when I was a child and that's on our Patreon page now to be accessed anytime. Moving in the future, um, I would love to continue to do that. I will continue to do that, <laughs> in other words. Um, even if just for myself, I always say book club of one because it's something that I've always done for myself. I love to get into the theme of a book and kind of be surrounded by the atmosphere of the book I'm reading. Um, so I'd love to continue that. There's also a lot of things that I've kind of put on the back burner because I haven't perfected them. Um, <laughs> so I would like to put out a ritual book um, to help others create their own rituals. That's ready. It just has to be put out. Um, there's also a kid's yoga book that is written and hasn't been put out. And there's a series of workshops that I'd like to do on my own and also in collaboration. So I'm I'm excited for next year. I think my my goal really is to be able to just, you know, get things out without being so hung up on whether they're perfect or not, or if it's the right time, because you could just never do anything if you're just always waiting for the right time. Um, so I'll leave you on that. I didn't intend this talk to be very long, but I hope you continue to listen to the Wild Wonder podcast and that you join us on wearewildwonder.com. I'd like to thank you so much for supporting my work thus far. I hope to see you in the year to come. And thank you so much for those Patreon supporters that allow me to do this work without having to find sponsors or uh, ways to fund it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I wish you a very, very blessed year ahead, and I will see you very soon.